Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Brittany Bilazar of Sandblasted, playing at the Vineyard Theater. Brittany, welcome. Thank you. It's well, good to be here. Aw, we're so pleased that you took the time with us. And we're going to talk about Sandblasted, of course, a new play written by Charlie Yvonne Simpson. Mm-hmm. that follows Angela and Odessa, two strangers, both experiencing an unexplained leprosy impacting Black women. After meeting Ada, a celebrity-turned-wellness guru, they follow her lead, not knowing that the journey could very well be the cure. You play Angela. Yeah. Will you tell us a little bit about the journey that Angela goes on during the play? Well, I think for Angela, this journey means self-discovery and healing, Um, but she's unsure of how to actually take the journey. And so for her, I think it's all about finding answers on how to be whole, how to thrive and survive in her own body as a Black woman, Um, and not to take on any of society's stresses or any of her own stress, family stress. And so that's what the journey means for her. Um, But if you come to see the play, or if you've already seen the play, then you know that there's, there's a little bit of like up and down of how the journey takes place and her finding answers and wanting assistance and help to try to figure out how she can be more full, fully her in this world. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, working on a new play, the yes. process in the rehearsal room with the writer, Charlie Yvonne Simpson, what is that process for you with the writer on a new play? Well, I think it's great to always have the writer in the room. Um, Especially, and and we're lucky too, because this is a contemporary new play. And so typically writers, thankfully, tend to Mm -hmm. still be here with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were doing Mm -hmm. a new play. Um, And so she was in the room every day. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's great to have her there because in case we have questions, in case we're unsure of the dynamic of certain, certain moments, it's easy to kind of ask the playwright like what what were you thinking in this moment like what was your idea for Angela when she says this particular line like what just in case there's any confusion so that's what Charlie was there she was quiet most of the time and then unless we had questions or unless the director needed help clarifying a moment she was always there but she was always so supportive of us as well so she kind of wanted to see what our personal takes were on on some of the material before she offered what she thought initially. So that's kind of how the rehearsal process worked too. It was a very collaborative room. Mm. Did much change throughout the process in rehearsal with regard to the script and your character in particular? Yeah. um, So Charlie has been developing this play for a while. I know that she had written it pre-pandemic. And so because of the pandemic, a lot of stuff got halted in that Mm. progress or in that production 
And so by the time it, I got my hands on it, by the mm-hmm. time we started working on it, she had already done a lot of the edits and stuff prior to this rehearsal room. So when we were in rehearsal, a lot of the things that changed were kind of small edits. Sometimes um, certain words we would say on accident and Charlie was like, actually, you keep saying this. And so it seems natural. So we're just going to take that word out and put this word in that you keep. So it's it's stuff like that, that she kind of changed because she wanted to make sure the language was as natural for us to say Mm -hmm. as our everyday conversation. And so those were the little things that changed here and there. She would add little words, little changes, tiny moments, but for the most part, um, the play remained the same from the beginning to the end when we started and Mm -hmm. from where we are now in the process. Mm -hmm. Well, and your own personal journey, we've read that you didn't always dream of being an actor and that it was more of a hobby while you were pursuing your undergrad degree in mathematics. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) It sure was. Well, um, enlighten us. How does your background in mathematics inform your process as an actor? Well, it's so interesting because I always joke that I'm like now predominantly using the other side of my brain (laughs) (laughs) because in undergrad, I was so, I was so heavy in the sciences and so heavy in math. Um, And what math for me, I feel like really developed is my analytical brain. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that could be a default in my thinking, my everyday thinking. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm usually in a room, in a rehearsal room, I tend to do a lot of thinking and a lot of discovery and creating of my character's backstory and where I feel like she's coming from and what her experiences were up until this moment that you see on stage. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I think just being in a very analyzing mentality with math really helps me with analyzing who my character is Mm -hmm. so by the time you all see it hopefully Mm -hmm. you don't see me thinking at all on stage (laughs) you see me kind of just like being and doing um but in the very early stages I I do a lot of thinking and sometimes I have this sometimes directors are like okay Brittany stop thinking about this you've done enough Mm -hmm. now just go and play and be and create um and so that's what I think my math background has helped me in a lot in terms of acting and this particular play specifically. Mm-hmm. It's that that's so interesting. And just to hear you describe it, recognizing that math is also such a creative endeavor in yeah. addition to black and white, yes, no, right, wrong mm-hmm. for the solutions. It's also creative and love how you have both of those brains going in, in the process <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the set. Matt okay. Saunders is mm-hmm. the set designer. And yes. well, one of the most striking features we're going to have to say is the hills of sand that fill their stage. Yeah. What is it like working in a huge sandbox eight shows a week? Well, I'm starting to realize that sand may not be your best friend. (laughs) Certainly not mine. (laughs) I was never like, I love the beach. I love 
going traveling and like going to areas that predominantly are very beachy and you see the lovely like aqua water and all this stuff but in terms of being on the beach for hours at a time that was never my thing like I would go to the beach and stay maybe a couple of hours and just be like okay I'm done (laughs) but the fact that this show I'm technically on sand Mm -hmm. eight times a, a week Mm-hmm. Um, has definitely been an adjustment physically and mentally mm-hmm. um, because it was really important for Summer L. Williams, the director, for us to be extremely comfortable in the sand because <laughs> the play, it takes place in the sand and technically the audience is seeing these three women live in this world that's filled with sand it's mm-hmm. our home right now. So you're seeing us in our home, in our temporary home, but you're seeing us there. And so we have to be super comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the rehearsal process, we didn't work with sand though. That was the only thing. So it wasn't until we moved to the vineyard on in that space is that when we could actually be on the sand and we had to adjust a lot in terms of blocking, a lot in terms of timing, because walking on different mounds of sand with different levels definitely mm-hmm. takes a lot of precision <laughs> with mm-hmm. your feet, a lot of um, being more aware of your surroundings and where you're stepping. And sometimes it takes us longer to get from one end of the stage <laughs> to the other because of the sand. And so that was definitely adjustment for us. The, the sand also has different temperatures. Um, yeah. When it got to us, it was a little wet, so it was heavier. <laughs> um, and it does get treated um, every day. And so now that it's drying out, you're starting to realize, oh, now it's dusty. Like I, I feel like we're, <laughs> I feel like we're really <laughs> discovering the sand and its different aspects of its different elements. Because now that it's more drier, it's dusty. So now it's like kind of in the atmosphere. These little particles. So oh, it was definitely <laughs> an adjustment. And the theater so kindly um, has gotten a sponsor, Perfect Stride, which is a physical therapy clinic that's right around the corner from the theater in Union Square. And they've been working with us once a week. So the theater offered us to do that. And it's it's great because then we get to do pre- preventative measures with these physical therapists once a week, every week, to make sure that there are no injuries while we're doing the show, which is phenomenal. Like I've never been in a show like this before Uh and so I've never had to think of my body physically and how it can actually withstand and hold up during this run of the production and having a physical therapist give us different um, stretches and different things that we can do to help our bodies get adjusted to this very crazy (laughs) surface that we have to work on has been extremely helpful in the process too. It sounds almost as though the sand is yet another character. It for absolutely is, Lauren. Yes, it really is. It really is. Hmm. Well, Vulture says that sand blasts emptiness isn't static. These women have come deliberately to the desert. They are also able to leave the desert. For you acting in it, what are... Th- what impact do you hope audiences have when they're leaving the theater? Um, This was definitely something that I know myself personally and a couple of my castmates have thought about like what 
the audience will actually take away from the production. And I hope that if, because it's, it's a comedy, it's, it has some elements of absurdity, but also there are some real issues that we discuss and talk about um, that I believe a lot of women face, but most specifically black women may experience this more so than other um, identifying female identifying persons. And so in that regard, I feel like what I would love for audiences to walk away from is the idea that there is a different, there's intersectionality when it comes to being a Black woman. And there are different things that we struggle with on a normal daily basis that we've now had to wrap our minds around. And if we were actually in a world where those pressures caused us to physically fall apart, then what that element would actually mean with people trying to protect themselves, you know, because Mm -hmm. the issues Mm -hmm. that we talk about you know, physically, you may not fall apart from them. But if we were in a world where that could be the case, how would that actually affect you? Like, how would you actually walk away and, and be more empathetic or show some compassion towards women who are actually dealing with a different experience? Although we all call ourselves women, being a Black person, being a Black woman is a different experience than a Latin ex woman or a white woman per se, or even an Asian woman. So I I feel like leaving with the knowledge of there's different facets to experience is Mm -hmm. something that I would love the audience to take away from. And also like they may not get that right away. And so as long as the story kind of provokes dialogue, provokes conversation, I think that that's great as well. Oh, Brittany, thank you. Thanks for your insight. And thank you for your time with us today. Thank you. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Brittany Belazare of Sandblasted, playing at the Vineyard Theater. Thank you. Mm-hmm.